gonna hit record here and we're gonna get this show on the road. There's a minimum crew requirement. What's the minimum crew? Oh, one, I suppose. You are listening to the Freelancer Codex, a podcast brought to you by the Shut Up and Respawn Network. Welcome. You are listening to the Freelancer Codex podcast, episode 153. It is I, your host, Steve, along with my co-host, Mike. This is the longest running used to be Anthem podcast, but now carried on because two of the hosts were like, hey, we should talk about things and games and stuff. And we've been doing it for such a long time. It's kind of a habit. And what would we do if we didn't do it on once a week? Our wives would probably be like, yeah, you could do more stuff with us and you can hang out with your kids more. No, they'd be like, they'd be like you again. How, how come I'm seeing you so much? It's true. I've been on vacation for two weeks. I usually um, bank a bunch of my PTO time for um, the holidays. And my wife's like, are you sure you don't have to go to work? I mean, you could go to work. It would be okay. And I'm like, eh. but anyway, so this is episode 153. It is a holiday episode. Um, we did not record last week because we it was like, you know, a couple days before Christmas. We wanted to spend it with the, with the family. And we figured, hey, we'll get together today. We'll talk about kind of an overview of 2020. I know that's what everybody is doing right now. Everyone's doing like a retrospective on 2020, video games they played, all that stuff. We wanted to but come. doing it like we're doing it. Yeah, so exactly. That. There must be a reason why no one else is doing it like we're, like we're going to do it. So we're going to talk about things that we did this year. We're going to talk about things that are going to happen in 2021. We'll talk about what our plans are for the podcast, if we have any plans for the podcast, and just kind of like general like, hey, what's going on? Because there is not a lot of news happening in the video game space right now. A lot of people are taking off for the holidays like they should, spending time with family, avoiding that crunch. Cyberpunk has come out. Cyberpunk pushed everybody out of the way so that it could trip on its face as it walked through the door. Um, So nothing else is happening right now as far as video games go. Um, Nothing... I don't want to say like nothing big is happening because there's a probably a lot of people that are putting out games right now around this time that are like, well, our game's coming out. I And there probably are. I just don't know about them. And I have not been playing a lot of video games because of the holidays and spending time with family. So we just wanted to get together, say hey, say thank you to all of our patrons that have continued to support us for the longest time. We want to thank Julius, Nathan B., Michael R., Trent B., Man and Still, Scout69, Dragonheart76, Jeffrey H., The Gameplay Experience, RZ, and Phaedron, thank you so much for your continued support of this little podcast that we have. We really appreciate it. We appreciate you guys a lot. All right, Mike. So with yeah, housekeeping out of the way, I guess you could say if you want to join our Discord, you can go do that. It's pretty friendly. It's low-key. We are not a high-maintenance Discord. In fact, you can ignore us most of the time. Don't feel like, you know... A lot of people have discords where they're like, oh, man, there's got to be a million people in here talking all the time. And that just gets really overwhelming sometimes for me. Ours is very low key. If you want to chat, we're there to chat. You can ping us. You can bug us. No big deal. So also, yeah. you can always email us at freelancercodex at gmail.com. So, Mike, let's get to it. Merry Christmas, man. How was your Christmas? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas was great. Christmas is always great. Um, get to spend time with kids. Watch all the favorite Christmas movies. What are your favorite Christmas movies? Um, so favorite Christmas Christmas movies. Um, shooting to the top of the list last year was the Christmas movie Klaus. Um, it shot to the very top? Oh, absolutely. So it took out Muppets Christmas Carol. Um, so I have a different ranking. I have I have Christmas movies and then I have like uh, Christmas Carol movies. Those are a different ranking because okay. there's so many of them. So but yeah, Klaus, great, 
Klaus was great. Um, uh, we watched Christmas Chronicles last year. I understand there's a Christmas Chronicles 2. Haven't seen it yet. We'll probably have to catch up with that one. That was a good show. I like Kurt Russell. Um, but yeah, just um, uh, shoot. I just almost called it by the wrong name. Um, Charlie Brown Christmas is definitely one that we always watch. What were you going to uh, call it? I'm I'm interested Snoopy's in what Christmas. You just were going to you're going to call yeah. it Snoopy. We just watched just Snoopy. Oh well, yeah, because I was thinking of uh, I was thinking of um, Snoopy's Christmas, which is actually a song by the Royal Guardsmen. The, uh, you know, the Bloody Red Baron, yeah. you know, that one. It's kind of funny. If you ever have a chance to watch that music video, go watch that music video. It's kind of funny. The Beatles were pretty influential. And you'll see why when you watch that, uh, when you watch that, that video. Yeah. SJ in the chat says, did you watch Die Hard this year? Yeah. Uh, yes, actually. <laughs> oh, we did too. When did you guys watch Die Hard? Uh, it wasn't a we, it was a me because my wife's like, that's not a Christmas movie. I'm like, well, it kind of is. <laughs> and so I had to watch it by myself. Do you think it's actually a Christmas movie or people just like oh, to absolutely. debate? No, it, it is a Christmas movie. Do, I know, but do, like, do people like to debate whether it is or not more than they actually like actually care if it is a Christmas movie? I think so. I think so. Because like, it takes place at Christmas, but other than that, I mean, he says, no, ho, 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 I guess. Movie. Why is it a Christmas it's, movie, though? I've never understood, like, people are like, yeah, it's definitely a Christmas <laughs> movie. It's like, it's during a Christmas party, right? But, like, John That's McClane doesn't, John McClane doesn't see a ghost, and he doesn't change his ways and, like, want to give his money to the poor. Actually, there's a prevailing theory that each of the terrorists that he took out represented Ghost of Christmas past, present, and future. And I hate and you if so you, much. No, you don't hate me. It, this is true. This is verifiable. It is you not. Ver he's out. he's taken out more than three ghosts. I'm pretty sure there were more than three ghosts uh, that Scrooge McDuck had to encounter. <laughs> so we we watched that, um, and then my wife did the whole hall hallmark. Um, oh movie no! Cue. Yeah. Um, oh no! And then I I saw a funny meme. Um, <laughs> I saw a funny meme. Um, oh, but I forgot it just now. Anyway, oh, I love this. Basically, story. every basically every Hallmark movie is the same, right? It's the same premise. You know, um, city girl has an assignment from work to go to a quaint country town um, where she falls in love with. But she has to hate it first. She hates it first. Hates it first. She falls in love with the only single guy in town. Happens to be um, ripped. Yeah, and there's always some kind of miscommunication, right? That they could have that, solved with a cell phone or just talking. Exactly, exactly. And there's Christmas everywhere. And yeah, so so she watched it. She watches some of those and they were, whatever, they're funny. Um, some of the other Christmas movies that we do, we actually do watch the uh, Christmas carols. We have our favorites. Um, Muppets is definitely up there. Um, Mickey's Christmas Carol is definitely is definitely one that we watch a few times. Um, just because it's short, it's quick, um, and we love the Mickey characters. And you and have a Disney tattoo on your back, so that's just kind of what uh, you yeah. have to do. It's just kind of a given. Um, Noel is one that's pretty fun. That's a fun Christmas movie to watch. I watched it in its entirety um, once. I think it came out. I think it was out this year. No, it came out last year. Maybe that's right. And I that's think Anna I watched Kendrick it and Bill Hader, right? Yeah. That one's not bad. We enjoy that one. Um, Mickey's Once and Twice Upon a Christmas. Those are fun. Collection of Shorts. Those are some 
some silly cartoons that we get to watch with the kiddos and and yeah, we we try not to watch a whole lot of stuff around the holidays, but we definitely get those in because those kind of set the tune, set the tone and the mood. Um, we always have Christmas music playing, um, and so that was fun. Right on. What are S- your guys? What are your guys' Christmas movies? So SJ in the chat says his mom and sisters love Hallmark movies, and thankfully his wife hates them. So oh, nice. Yeah, and we don't have the Hallmark channel, so I do not have to suffer through all those. So I am pretty lucky because, like you said, it's like Amazon Prime or something. It's very much paint by number. So yeah, our Christmas yeah. was pretty cool. We did some stuff. But there's like some... seventy eight of them. Like, how can there be so many? <laughs> I don't know. But then, then again, it goes back to my whole point of like, you know what? I need to make. I need to, if you want to make content and you're like doubting yourself that, oh, this won't be good. No one will like this. Like there's 78 Hallmark movies all about Christmas, about the same plot. Like, just like make your thing, do your thing. And chances are like not everyone in the world has to like it, but someone will like it. I mean, look at all these movies that get made. You can do it. it. Don't, don't be your biggest hurdle. Like just get out there start making the thing you want to make and then remember that hey you could probably get on the netflix show too crap <laughs> and of course i forgot to start writing down time codes the one person that always asks me for time codes is going to be like where's the time codes so i'm going to start doing time codes now give me nice. one second mike you're gonna to have to um another tradition that we usually do and this this kind of fluctuates between uh thanksgiving and christmas just kind of depending on time and what family is coming in and stuff like that. But we, we build model rockets and we shoot them off. Those are always fun to do. Um, it's gotten to the point now we've got quite a few nieces and nephews. And so we buy a classroom pack and the kiddos get to build their own rocket because, um, because if you have spent any time around children, um, it's, it always seems to be their turn. And, <laughs> And when we used to have only a few rockets, when we were getting into it, it was kind of difficult to make sure everybody had their turn. Um, So we bought the classroom pack. The kiddos got to build their own rockets and they got to fly those until they failed, which for some of the littles, it was first launch, right? They didn't glue their fins on tight enough. And so their fins would would come off and their rocket would spiral out of control and explode. And those, and, and sometimes the uh, catastrophic fails are always more fun to watch than the good launches and the good touchdowns. Um, but we did that. We've got, like I said, we have 13 nieces and nephews. So we get to, aren't there 15? They're, they're actually more than that, but, but the 13 of them are the ones who are capable and able to, to uh, build a rocket and, and have it kind of go. Yeah. So if, if you allow me to go off topic here a little bit, as since, you know, this is a video game podcast, I do want to talk about the rocket thing, though, because like if you have kids, it's OK to teach your kids to just like you don't have to ask for a turn. It's like just wait, be patient, like stop asking to have a turn all the time. Like we know we know that you we, want to turn. We know that every single one of you want to turn and we are going to do our best to make sure that you get multiple turns. But if you ask yeah. me one more time after you just asked me, I might have to like send you to the back of the queue because gets, you will get a turn. Frustrating when and 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 they unfortunately they never ask when everything is working, right? It's always their turn after a launch control mechanism malfunctions or or you have to, you know, do some major repair to a rocket, one of the one of the keepers 
you know, that isn't a single use rocket. And so it's, it can get kind of frustrating. Um, but you know what, whatever it is, what it is, they're happy. They remember it. And, and we will continue to do it because we love doing that for the kids and we get pretty geeky about it. We kind of, we have this great plan of building a multi-position launch controller and, you know, putting some, some super cool tricks and whistles in it, you know, to, uh, dual key um, authentication and, and some cool stuff. So it's fun for us to do. And then and, the kids and, just run through the cords and mess up all the cords anyway. Oh, so you're like, well, whatever. You know, you know what I put on our rocket box today? I actually went out and I bought some, uh, some marking ribbon. And I put it in my rocket box to make sure that I don't forget it again. There you so go. That we can try to keep them from running, from running through the contacts. But then I also thought, how do I make this wireless? Right? You can. There's well, a way. NASA can. Well, There's, NASA's done it. They they made theirs wireless, right? They they don't have I'm any sure wires attached to their rocket. So. <laughs> but I'm sure I'm sure we can find a way. I bet. I bet it's a, a simple module and we just need to get it, have a little bit of know-how, solder some connections, get an antenna. I, I bet we could do it. I, I bet it's not as hard as we think it is. Yeah, but then... But we always pick the coldest day to do it. It actually wasn't that cold, though. It was the coldest day of the week that week. Eh, coldest it, day of the... It wasn't that bad. It was okay. Rockets was, are fun. It's a good it's a good tradition and we're outside and people were safe and no one got hit in the eye with a rocket. So there's that. And nobody and nobody got blindsided by a dog, which has happened. It's true, and it's usually by my dog, because my dog's gotten a lot bigger and really loves to body check people sometimes when he well, thinks that you're playing. And doesn't really doesn't really pay attention. Kind of like your dog is like the uh is like a metaphor for cyberpunk. It just kind of runs Hits yeah. people. T poses sometimes. Like sometimes yeah. it just kind of f ends up floating up into the air and you're like, what's it doing? You're like, nope, <laughs> that's just the dog. So, or, or I do have to share another story. So, one of the other things that we like to do is we like to go tubing slash sledding. And, and when Steven and I were growing up, we grew up on a very remote road and it was actually a dirt road. And we had some great snows growing up, and our road. It used to snow would, like twelve feet. It did, like all the time. We could, we always counted on on like five snow days per school year. Yeah, right. All the time. That's always how it seemed to be. So our grandpa would um, tie a, an inner tube to the back of his truck, and he would pull us up and down the road. You know, and so that's something that has stuck with us. And, and so Steve with his job gets to travel out into the, the, um, wilderness a bit and he gets to find all these, find all these great roads. So we found some great roads. We, you make, uh, took you make me sound like dad, like dad's like, Oh, look at that road, son. That's a good road. And you're like, it's just a road, dad. And well, now that I'm but, older, I'm like, Oh, but you also know that not all roads are created equal, right? Cause you can get a super ruddy with, with embankments on each side and, you know, north or south facing roads that can't keep snow but we found a great road hooked some tubes to it pulled us up and down steve's dog was there again and he was just wanted to be part of the group and he was jumping across the ropes that were connected to the tubes and he actually ended up jumping on one of the tubes but only got his hind quarters on the tube and so he was um having to run along with his front legs and it was, which, very and it was pretty it was pretty funny to watch i don't know if you got to see that video from the trip um, but it was pretty funny to watch and I got kind of nervous thinking he could get sucked under a tube and rolled over and stuff, but he was fine. 
we didn't have too many incidents. Um, uh, Steve's wife had a pretty cool tumble and was feeling a little bit sore. But other than that, I mean, it's just a good time. Um, I think one of the coolest thing about being as a, being a kid is that it, it really doesn't take much um, to be entertained. Just a couple of adults who are willing to, to do, to pull, right? A couple, couple of adults willing to drive the truck and rig the sleds and, and just give them a chance to, to play and have fun. So I have yeah. a lot of fun with our nieces and nephews and, and hopefully they remember, they remember kind of the effort that's put into it and, and they remember which of the uncles are around more. <laughs> I, I feel some underlying things that, no, I, and, and you're right. It takes like, it just takes a couple of people that are willing to like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to make these kids help these kids have fun. You help facilitate the fun, right? experiences i'm glad you caught yourself because you can't make them have fun right right because we have some that we've got a we have an older we have an older niece who's at that age we're like there's nothing we're gonna do is gonna right but for the others i mean you you create the opportunities i think that's why i like being a teacher so much is that is that i know that if i create the opportunities the kids are going to make of it what they what they will and and that's just fun. That's just fun for me. And and I just yeah. would rather help the kids because I don't like any of the adults in our in my family. So I would rather talk to the kids. So <laughs> that's also um, my out. And then laser tag. We got some we got some laser tag guns as a Christmas present and and it's the simple things, right? So we took them, found a place and yeah, played laser tag. Yeah, it's the and, simple things. Hey, this is broken, fix it. Hey, this is broken, fix it. Mine's not working. She shot me. Don't shoot me. Yeah. All the simple things. All super oh, fun. But, but again, who do they come to, right? Who do they come to for those fixes? Yeah, but then so, who do they say is their favorite uncle? Not you. Yeah. <laughs> not the yeah. uncle that fixes their laser tag guns all the time. Anyway. All the time. But it was it's just fun. It's just fun. We enjoy it. I hope everybody, I hope those listening had a chance to celebrate. Um, this year has been really tough to get together with people. I hope you had a chance to get together with those that you care most about and have some fun experiences because that's, that's what it's about. Yeah. So Cool. So I've also been playing a lot of Cyberpunk um, recently, trying to make my way through that game. And unfortunately, it's still a buggy mess. <laughs> They they have been hot um, patching it as much as they can, but I mean, also like it is the holidays. A lot of people are on vacation, uh, so it's like I don't know. I can't. I don't know how much I expected them to have fixed within these last two weeks. I don't. I don't really expect them to have like fixed all the issues in the game. I so I've been playing it, making my way through chapter two, just kind of like slow rolling it. Um, I'm doing a lot of side missions that I come across. I could just like beeline it for the main story missions but i'm like no i kind of want to have a little bit more time with it experience a little bit more of what the um, developers had intended for the game and you definitely can see that there was so many more like things that they wanted to do that they were just not able to do so many things that were just like you know if we had more time we could put in this entire train system this quest would actually make sense. Like I, I've had so many times where I go to a question mark in an area that I'm just exploring, walking around in, when it puts me into like these quest chats where I'm missing a bunch of contacts and like, all right, now get this person over here. And I'm talking to someone and I'm like, I don't know who you're talking about. Like who, first of all, who are you? And okay, I'll go do this. 
So I'm running into stuff like that. But like, you can also tell that there are some quest chains that people spent a lot of time on that are part of the main ones because it's so much more polished. There's so much more going on. Like the side quests are just kind of like, uh, yeah, go do this, throw this out there. I got really mad at an NPC because they're like, hey, go do this for me. There's a lot of money in it for you. And I finish it and they're like, all right, where's my character's even like, all right, where's the money? And the guy's like, look at this. And he has like a sword there to pick up. I'm like, I don't want your sword. I want the money. Like I'm trying to buy some stuff. I want the money. Where's the money? So I got, I got a cool sword instead. It wasn't that cool of a sword. And then like things like, it, it was really weird. I was like, I just want the money. Can I not have the money? Give me the money, please. I'll be like, uh, what's his face? I want to see the baby. Um, so I've, I've been doing a lot of that. Wait um, a second. What? Yeah, the guy that wanted to see the baby from Mandalorian. Um, oh, what's his name? He does the documentaries Herzog? and stuff. Yeah, Vernal Vernitz. What's his name? Vernal Vernus. Werner Herzog. Werner. Does the documentaries? Yeah, it's a documentary. Richard no, written. Richard Ambrose. He's like, I want to see the baby. That's different. So Vernon Werner. What's his Vern- name? Is it Werner Herzog? Yeah. Warning? Warner. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, Is you're though? right. It's Warner Herzog. He yeah. does documentaries? That's funny. Yeah, he's a document he is a f- German film director. He also wanted to see the baby in Mandalorian. Anyway, Did he direct I'm going to have to go look it up. We won't waste time here finding that. I can find oh, that yeah. later. Let's totally not waste time on the Freelancer Codex podcast talking about things that we're interested in. Let's definitely can, not uh, do that. Well, I can do my own research. Let's see. He's a German film director, screenwriter, writer, actor, and opera director. He does opera. Um, wow. He's considered a figure of the new German cinema. His films often, let's see, born movies. He did... Aguirre, The Wrath of God, Grizzly Man, My Best Friend, and more. He's done a lot of stuff. He did Jack Reacher. What? He did Jack Reacher? Who was he in Jack Reacher? He was the Zek in the first one. Did he direct it? Let me see. No, the director was Christopher McQuarrie. But he was. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm getting there. Do, 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 do. I don't know. I can't find it. I am well, Reacher was was my first um, was my first um, interaction with him. With Not Tom that Cruise. We interacted. That was the first. That was the first time I saw him in anything. Yeah, I don't remember. He's not even listed in here. I think that was the first time I saw him in it. Um, I don't know where he's at. Yeah, that was. A, this is a good little side tangent. Um, What were we talking about? Obviously, something super important. Make sure you get that (laughs) timestamp. Yeah, let me timestamp that here for Werner Werner Herzog. Werner Herzog. Like he hasn't changed it. Well, you have to say it. You have to say it like a German, right? Yeah, you want to give him like a like a German pronunciation. I do. I want to give everyone a German pronunciation. To be honest. Um, so I've been going through cyberpunk and doing that. I'm going to continue with the main storyline and probably jump on that later today after we post the show, finish going through there. I, I don't know how much longer my attention will be kept on the game. Also, 
Um, I'm really excited to jump into Hitman 3 next month, but that comes out like on the 21st. So I have plenty of time to go through. Cyberpunk can get to the end. Also, I could probably just mainline the story and get the main gist out of it. But it, it it's also one of those things, Mike, where I'm like, I could beat it now, have a bad experience because of the bugs, or I could wait, they could patch the game, and I could have a better experience because much like The Witcher 3, that move, that um, game came out and it did have a bunch of bugs, but it got really good later on. So I don't know. It's kind of a weird thing where it's like I could play it now and have the experience of playing it now, or I can wait and have the better experience. Or I, because I don't know if I, I don't think I would do it twice. Like I don't see, I don't think them like patching things, maybe when new DLC comes out or whatever, but. I'm not sure. You can watch it now. Whatever is happening now is happening now. What happened to then? <laughs> we missed it. When? Just now. Yeah. And other than other than Cyberpunk, I've been watching a bunch of movies. Do you want to talk about movies or should we save movies until I afterwards? Do, I do enjoy talking about movies. Should we save afterwards? it? Afterwards what? Do we have something before that? Yeah, I've got lots of things that we can talk about. I want to talk about um, um, our year of 2020 and then what we're looking forward okay. to in 2021 and then all that stuff. But first, you had under here like kids' reaction to Game & Watch. All righty. So my kiddos, my kiddos got a, um, each of them got a Game & Watch for Christmas, the Nintendo handheld Super, super fun, right? Right. We um, super. It's just super fun. Um, it's tiny. It's it. It um, definitely. It definitely gives me a dopamine hit for my kind of OCD, just because everything is like. What do you mean OCD? Small. Just I like. I just like. I really like the angles, the lines, the simple, the just the, and it's just very. It's like I'm very obsessed with with right angles and and just the design of it is just. Super cool. I like holding it. Um, I like the way it feels in my hand. Um, so when when my oldest opened it, he he kind of looked and went, "What's this?" And oh, I'm like, oh. "Not the reaction you were hoping for." <laughs> yeah, but they, but they but didn't know about it, right? They didn't even they know didn't that know it was a thing. It. They didn't know about it, but now, but now I can't keep them off of it. Um, and you know what? Like, like Mario's hard. Yeah. It's not easy no. as, as as we thought. And so it's just super fun. They 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 had a great time with it. They love it. So definitely Santa did a great job there. So appreciate him and, and all that he does. So good job, Mr. Claus. All right. Yeah. So let's get into the news, then we can talk about movies afterwards. All right. I gotta talk to you about something. This just in, there's no news in the gaming world right now because, like we said before, there's not much going on. There is one thing, though, Mike, that um, has come up recently that I thought would be interesting to talk about just because of the studio that's doing it. So Respawn Entertainment is keeping busy as of late. This comes from Polygon. As it should be, this is a studio that's proven itself time and time again in recent years, cementing itself as one of EA's most valuable development teams. Thanks to the success, thanks to the success of, of games like Titanfall 2, Apex Legends, and Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. EA is also really excited about that FIFA money, and they'll keep making people buy random packs until people stop buying random packs in FIFA. That was my interjection. That was not Polygon. Back to Polygon. 
Thanks to a job listing, we know that one of Respawn's newest projects won't be something we're already familiar with. A role for a software engineer mentions that Respawn is looking for someone to join a small new team being formed to develop a brand new IP. That can mean absolutely anything, but the sky's the limit. So I thought this was interesting because Respawn really has been shown to be one of the, I think one of the, the more, how, how do I say this? They've released a lot of polished stuff um, recently. Mm-hmm. Um, just thinking of things that have come out recently where there's not a lot of polish with, especially with Apex Legends that just kind of came out out of nowhere um, and just kind of knocked the socks off the people. It's still a battle royale that is keeping up with i don't know if, i i don't i wouldn't say it's like anywhere close to fortnite because i don't think anything is anywhere close to fortnite but the team keeps producing content for apex legends it seems like there are always people talking about playing apex legends there's always people playing the game and they're creating story content for it so also with jedi fallen order even though i wasn't super hot on the game when it first released my boys have been playing that recently they've I guess there's like this weird Star Wars bug going through my house that everyone wants to play Star Wars stuff. So they asked to play Jedi Fallen Order. So I've let them have a go at it and they've been playing through there and then they've been really enjoying it. It's something where my my middle son has been having problems like navigating, figuring out where to go and how to get this. But my oldest son has been kind of slowly making his way through that game. So the news that Respawn is making a new game should be something that is exciting this is one of those things where i'm like it should be exciting but time and time again we've shown that as you get hyped and get excited for something you're just kind of really easily let down because you know how many times can you have a greatest hit right um can respawn do no wrong will respawn knock it out of the park again i'm not sure well this game get overhyped and then people will have huge expectations of it and when it doesn't live up to that we'll all hate respawn and tell the developers that they should go and then will they get pushed back and pushed back and pushed back and then finally released with lots and lots of bugs like who knows yeah maybe but again like yeah that never happens but this game is something that is it sounds like it's not even it, it might even barely be into its prototype phase or just barely out of it because they're at, they're hiring people so and a and a, at a place like ea where i'm sure it's like mandatory that they have to post these job postings because of the law um they probably leave it up they already have people in mind they're going to fill those roles and it could just be like a small incubation team that's kind of like trying to figure some things out but hey it, it, it is kind of sad that it's like oh it's not maybe it's Maybe, you know, it's not going to be in the Titanfall universe. It says it's something new, a brand new IP, because I would love something, um, another Titanfall, because I really enjoyed Titanfall 2's campaign. Um, yeah. Kind of enjoyed their Titanfall's multiplayer. Like, it was interesting. It was a little bit too fast for me, but I really like the campaign of Titanfall 2 and would love more of that. But, hey, well, you I'm never know. It's always fun, so. Jumping into Max is always fun, Mike. That is correct. So that is the news for Respawn. We hope that the Respawn team um, brings something new and interesting to the table. And yeah, so that is the news at the last um, episode for 2020. Because that's really all that's going on. Everywhere else you see, it's just people talking about things that are happening in 2020. So, all right. That's what I got, Mike. So you want to talk about our goals for 2021? Do you want to talk about that? 
I do have some goals for 2021. I've got I've got quite a few categories of goals for 2021. My family have we have goal boards that we that we use um, that that cover some different categories. A we always we try to have a spiritual goal, an intellectual goal, a physical goal, and a social goal. And these goals um, they can change, they can be amended, they can be added to. So we have each kiddo. Plus, my wife and I have a goal board, and we get to post things on it that we feel are relevant to us. And so this year, coming up this year, um, I have a goal of losing a few pounds. Um, like two? Uh, no, it's more than that, but I don't want to say it. <laughs> no. So I I, I am have a goal to lose 24 pounds. 24? Uh, 24 pounds in 12 weeks. Which oh, in 12 weeks. Done. Yep, which can be done if I lose two pounds a week, which is the healthy limit to lose weight. Um, and I'm gonna do. I'm gonna cut out some things. I'm gonna change some behaviors. I'm gonna do more working out, more kind of focused working out, because um, I get to work out with kiddos in in class. But it's a little bit different because because they get to work out and I watch. So so I'm definitely going to try to do a little bit more. Um, I'm going to cut down my soda intake and I'm going to start eating um, smaller portions. And, and if that doesn't track, if I, if I don't see my, cause I have, cause I have a built in six week kind of reassessment period. And so if I'm not on track in those six weeks, then I think I may have to try a program. I'm trying not to try a program, but if I need to, um, I will definitely, I will definitely get on one to see if it's helpful and beneficial. Um, and I'd like to do that for the new year. I also have a goal of, of reading more. I would, I don't read a lot currently. Um, and so I'm going to try to not try to make a goal. I'm making a goal to read at least one book per month to start. One doesn't book seem like a month. Very much. Yeah, that doesn't seem like very much, but when you're going from, from really zero books a month. Why do I think you think one is, that, is, that's a, a, is a good place to go? I don't know why you think that that's not a lot. That's 12 books a year. Like, well, unless you're but, reading like Diary of a Wimpy but, Kid, you know. But like when the, when the person across the table from me is reading um, 12, 12 books, you know, a month versus well, my one book a month. Well, I, I definitely don't do that. So I read, I read maybe on average two a month. I can't. I can't imagine that. That seems very low. No, it's it's about that. Like, I mean, books no. are long, man. Like, that's a lot well, to read. Long, and and so and so. I'm. I've also, um, not gonna focus like on fantasy books, kind of oh, thing. Oh, never mind. Forget this goal. Whatever. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, your goal is what? What a terrible goal. So, what are you gonna read? Are you gonna be like, um, what's your goal for reading? Since you're not doing fantasy, like, what other kind of books are there? So they're gonna be they're gonna be books focused on work. Um, so a lot of teacher aid books and um, uh, leadership style books, uh, things like that, things to help grow there. And I have a few I have a few that I want to start reading, um, uh, like already in line. There's one called The Passionate Teacher. Um, there's another one called Oh, and I forget the name of it, um, but it's by Simon Sinek. Um, he's a, he's an author that, that I've been getting into recently. So I'm going to grab, 
I have I have his books. I just need to start reading them. Um, and so that's again, it's a it's a small goal to start with, but hopefully it'll build. And and I actually do have a plan to start reading um, more like for pleasure kind of thing, because um, definitely right now it's it's reading for work. But I do want to read for pleasure also. So I'm going to start that goal as well. Um, looking for the new year, just want to become a better person overall. And I think, I think spending less time, um, on content on like created content. Um, I think by reading and opening that side of my brain, I think will actually help out. Not that I'm stopping all content completely because of Mandalorian. And then, um, so it'll be fun. It'll be fun. I'm, I'm, I'm going into it with a positive outlook. I am glad for you because, Improving yourself should always be something that everyone should just try to do more of, right? And you definitely think I should improve myself, right? I definitely <laughs> do. There's no doubt about that. That yes, I think you should improve, improve yourself. So, yeah. Um, and and so it'll be fun. It'll be fun to we've we've kind of just started this goal making process, and so I'm excited for it. I'm excited for my kids to to learn how to make goals and keep goals and track goals, and um, from my sixth grader all the way down to my by pre-k kiddo so yep it'll goals be are good, good. So, forward to that so i have a couple goals for 2021 all right and you can help me with a couple of the goals that i have so first goal is um i will have to complete the revisions and editing for um my first book that i am writing mm -hmm. i am close to finishing that book i'm about seventy-five thousand words in so i mean it's probably going to be around eighty-five thousand words so i'm close to finishing that so i hopefully i will have the revisions, the edits, and all of that done by April 1st. I actually don't know how long that should take. So I've given myself a lot of time to make sure I do it correctly. And I really don't want to be like, oh, it's going to be done by January 15th and totally mess up on that goal. So I'm going to have... Attainable. Definitely want to make them, give them a good time frame. So uh, how does your book end? Who's the uh, bad guy? Who's the bad guy? Are you telling me? Are you asking me right now? So I will let... I will have I will have a select group of people that want to read it and want to kind of like, you know, help me with the revisions and editing and I'll see who wants to help me out with that and I'll send it to them and it'll be a small group of people and they can tell me, you know, this book is crap. Don't even like you should throw this in the garbage, like hit delete on it because it's all on the cloud. Um, so remember, remember at the top of the show when we said that that though, if you feel like, you know, nervous about making content, like just do it, like yeah. just do it. Like, and I know you have been doing it, but I bet, I bet it's not as, nothing is ever as bad as we make it out to be, right? Uh, like, we, we always, well, we'll we, talk about we a movie I watched recently together. So, right. So, nothing is ever like, like nothing. We, what am I trying to say? It's not as bad as we make it out to be. We're our harshest critics. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, I'm hope to have book one editing done April 1st. And then that means I will start writing book two, and I hope to finish book two in September. And then after I finish book two, sometime in there for the year of 2021, I think it would be cool if I had a published book. Um, I don't know. I mean, That's very difficult to do. I know a lot of people that have been trying to be published for a really long time that have not. 
but I'm going to set myself a goal to have that done. And you know, if I don't set the goal, then for sure it won't be done. So those are kind exactly. of, those are kind of my, my three big goals. I'm going to edit and have my first one revised and the revisions done and edited. And then book two, I'm going to finish sometime in September and then I'll hopefully get book one published. So those are the big goals that I have. Those are just like my personal goals, not goals that we have for the podcast or anything. So also, so I need, I need help. So this is the big thing that I, as I've been writing, I don't really have like a good title for the book. So I need help like finding a title for the book. So off the top of your head, because one of the, you know, titles have to be able to capture people's attention and be like, Hey, I want to read this because this has a really interesting title. If you had giant robots and dragons mashed together, like what book title would you want for that to be like, Hey, this captures my attention. So I'll tell you the ideas that I have, and you can tell me if I'm wrong or not, right? Um, also, I'm very heavily influenced by a lot of things, so you'll probably get where some of these influences come from. So these are my thoughts, all right? So Full Metal Dragon, right? There's one title. Remember, these are being written for an 11-year-old specifically to capture the attention of an 11-year-old. So I've got, I've got Dragonfall, you know, not that I'm like in any way influenced by Titanfall at all, um, then there's, um, shoot, what was the other one? I had these written down, but I don't have it in front of me. So I've got full metal dragon, Dragonfall, And then I have, um, shoot, I forget where the other one was. It must not have been very good because I didn't, I haven't committed it to memory. It is a memory yet. Um, so right off the top of my head, I've got the, the chronicles of the, Mech sapiens. That's not a good one. Um, <laughs> the Chronicles of the Mech sapiens. I, well, you said dragons and dinosaurs. No, you didn't. You didn't say dinosaurs. You said nope. dragons and robots. No dinosaurs. Robo, Robo dragons. The desolation of Smaug. <laughs> <laughs> you, you just went with the title of the music. <laughs> Okay, let's see. Those that's challenging. You wouldn't think it would be challenging, but it's challenging. It took us like 20 seconds to come up with freelancer codex, but um I'll have to get back to you on that. We may have to do like a Twitter thing where people put up some suggestions. Well, I'll, I'll figure out what my um I think I have like 5 or 6 of them written down. I just don't have them in this document right here. Say that again. Dinomechia. No dinosaurs, Mech man. Oh, it's not. It's dragons. There's no dinosaurs. Dragomechia. Dragonis. Dracaris. Dracaris Magnus. Drake. Draco Malfoy. Ooh. <laughs> Draco Malfoy. <laughs> I can't just title my book Draco Malfoy. I don't think I can anyway. Without, I mean. You're gonna have to let slip kind of a little bit more so that we can kind of like like give a good title for this. So what's what's the setting? Where's the place? Where's this? Where's this story taking place? Draconia. So it it it, it doesn't matter because if no one knows anything about the book and they see it on the shelf, just based on the name and the cover, they would want to pick it up. Um, call it call it Duskwind. Duskwind. All right, I'll I'll workshop this. I'll put that one in my back pocket. I'll keep Duskwind. 
a hard no. I'll keep <laughs> Duskwind in my pass. back pocket and we'll go from there. So those are the two goals. Those are the three goals that I have for, for next year. So I think they'll be pretty cool. All right, Mike. So, and maybe someday we'll actually have to talk about goals that we have for the podcast since we're just kind of like, what do we do? We've with the had podcast an in conversation. We have some goals. Our internal conversations just <laughs> end up us complaining about our in-laws. <laughs> and that doesn't really help the uh that doesn't really help the podcast. Well, unless unless that w- unless that was the podcast. I mean, there are people all around the world during this holiday time who are probably feeling a lot of the same things we're feeling. That is probably true. You are probably correct in that. I am correct. I'm always correct. Well, I don't know if you're always correct, but we can give it to are you. you sure there are no dinosaurs in your book. I'm pretty sure so far that there are no dinosaurs in the book. It could change. I could add dinosaurs into it at any time. There's going to have to be some dinosaurs for my next six titles to work. So for your next six you, titles, I just yeah, think, I'm really, well, I'm really focused on the dinosaur, on the dinosaur robots. You should. Power you Rangers. should. No, can't call it Power oh, Rangers. Coming together. <laughs> yeah, you should uh, write a dinosaur book. All right, should we talk about things we're excited for in 2021? There are so many things that I am excited for in 2021. No, there isn't. I'll tell you my list then. All right, yeah, so things that I am excited for. I am really excited for Halo Infinite. I think a return to the Halo franchise after six years now. Previously, it was going to be about five years because that was the last time um, a Halo game released was in 2015 when we got Halo 5. Yep. Um, And it's been a really long time. Um, One of the things I enjoy about the Halo franchise is just the all the technology that comes with the Forerunners, things that are just like mysterious and new. You know, Cortana and the Chief flying into a, a Halo ring and just seeing the, like this massive Halo ring for the first time and how it gets your brain thinking of like, holy cow, like look at the scale of this thing. If a race could make something this big, what else could they do? And, you know, as you play through the games, you get a little bit, you know, a tiny bit of glimpse into the Forerunners and the things that they did. But really, you get, you know, the covenant, they've come in, they destroy that and make these, you know, religious monuments that you can't touch them or defile them. And really, they had no idea what they were. And they were about to destroy the whole universe and they released the flood. And it just kind of, you know, spirals from there. So going into Halo Infinite, just I I hope we get that sense of wonder back. One of the cool things, you know, from Halo Combat Evolved was just this idea of those lone Spartan going in and finding out all this stuff and having to fight his way through. And, you know, that kind of built as more and more games came out. There was more people back in the Chief and the UNSC and Oni as they discovered these things. So the roster got a little bit big and, you know, you still kind of felt like you were the only one there. But especially with Halo 2, you started playing as the Arbiter. Halo 3, you had the Arbiter there with you most of the time. So I would like to go back to just just the Chief and Cortana, well, we don't even know like if Cortana will make an appearance um, or in what form she will make an appearance, if she's the rampant version or if there was some other version of her that was saved that the chief can go in and find. But I just kind of want to get back to that, you know, that sense of awe and mystery that Halo always um, put in me and not make it so like, hey, it's the chief, loud guns, it's bombastic. kind of want more of a... Um, hey, what's this weird thing over here? And why did the Forerunners create it? So 
I think that's one of the things I'm most excited for for 2021. And of course, we won't get that till very late in the year. So, are you still excited for what? Are do you are there any games, Mike, that you are excited for in 2021? So there are quite a few games coming out in 2021 that could definitely get someone excited for, right? So Roller Champions and Monster Hunter Rise and Far Cry 6 and Lego Star Wars Skywalker Edition, Skywalker Saga. That thing's still yeah. not out? Why is that not out yet? Um, Because, let's see, because it's not. I thought that thing was going to come out like the beginning of last I year. I thought I remembered playing it. Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker. You probably saga. played a Star Wars thing, but yeah. this is like Lego. all of them, I think. Oh, cool. Uh, Mass Effect Legendary Edition's coming out. Gran Turismo, Ratchet and Clank. Um, one that I thought could be interesting to look at would be Lord of the Rings Golem. That could be okay. We've talked about that before on the show. I like things from Lord of the Rings. Obviously, um, you want to name books after them. I do want to name books out of off of them. Um, I don't know if I'm like super excited. For, I am excited for the Hogwarts Legacy game to come out. Uh, I want my oldest to check that one out. I think he might enjoy that. He probably will. Uh, I hope so. Um, a few other things coming out that uh, I'm, I probably won't check out though. But ooh, Rainbow Six Quarantine. Huh, that's funny. Everything for the next few years is going to be you know, quarantine edition. That's going to be. Oh funny. man, I hope not. It's going to be. It's going right? to be like when all the, uh, when all the shows had like, um, Mexican drug Lords as bad guys. Then it switched to, um, Middle East terrorists as bad guys. And now I don't even know like who bad guys are now anymore. It's all the good guys are the bad guys. And the show's yeah. just about the bad guy trying to pick up his daughter from daycare or something. Right. And so probably one of the biggest things is going to happen um, that I'm super excited for. And I and I understand this is going to be later in the year because, you know, people like making us wait will be uh, the third Mandalorian season. So that'll be fun. We just finished up the second season. And so it was great stuff. So already looking forward to Mandalorian again. I guess um, we can do spoilers, right? We can do spoilers on Mandalorian. Can we do that here? It's been how long has it been since the final episode came out? week or has it been two weeks i believe it has been we are uh we are going to talk about season two mandalorian spoilers so if you don't want to be spoiled come and check back with us um in what 10 minutes um let's see i've got to write down this timestamp so i can put a spoiler tag in the timestamp yeah that's always all right go for it so Mandalorian season two was pretty awesome. It had it had great story beats. It had action. It had emotional um, story beats. It was it had super tie-ins to um, the other Star Wars content that's out there, namely Clone uh, Clone Wars and um, Rebels. Um, it's just great. So so we season two. Opens with Din Jarin, um, aka Mando. Are you gonna talk about the whole season or just uh, like the season finale? We can go. We can go broad strokes whole season, right? Just to kind of set the scene as good storytellers do. I'm sure, surprised do you it. don't know. Um, I'm not a good storyteller, so you are a great storyteller. That's so Din Jarin, aka Mando, is is taking the child, 
and is trying to get him home to whatever species, place, planet, city, town that he feels that he will be safe. And so, and so he goes on a mission. And it's funny because, because if there were a video game, I think we'd be watching it because he gets a lot of go to this place. Oh, find this character. Now that you found this character, go to this place. Um, you found me, but you need to complete this task. And so it's kind of funny the way that it the way that it turns out. Do you think we um, would actually like it like that as a video game, or we would all just hate it because we're doing fetch quests? I think because I think if we were experiencing that content firsthand, we would be fine with it. But since but since now we know it, what it kind of was, then we'd be like, oh, I have to do this, this, and this, and this. Because really, it makes you kind of understand that that's kind of all he's doing, right? Go do this um, seaport. Now go to this um, desert city. Now go to this hilltop thing, you know? so It's just a video game. It could, I mean, it could be, but you know what? It still works, and I would play that video game. Um, what was I talking about? I have no idea. You were giving us like you were going way to the beginning of the Mandalorian and like painting a picture towards the end. Of okay, something. so so here's the thing that everybody needs to know: Din Djarin grows very fond of um, the character who we come to find out is Grogu. Grogu, Grogu. I always pronounce it wrong. I always I always put him in like Super Saiyan mode. Yep. Um, so he gets taken by Moff Gideon, and if you remember. A throwback to to season one, Moff Gideon, um, when he's talking to the Mandalorian, says, this thing is so important to me and you'll never understand how important to me it is. And one of the greatest kind of um, uh, how the turntables, how the plot thickens, how the tables turn. There you go. One of the greatest um, was when Mando you know, says that back to Moff Gideon in kind of the build up to the final confrontation. And you, that's when you're kind of like readjusting in your seat and getting all geared up because, you know, Mando's going to come and, and wreck face on Moff Gideon. So it's super cool. So he teams up with, with some of the characters that we've seen in past episodes. Bill Burr makes another appearance, which is, I mean, he's fine. Bill Burr is kind of funny. His character had, had um, more development than rated, which is kind of cool. And then, um, he meets up with, um, and I just forgot her name. It just flew out of my head. Uh, uh, Cardoon. What's her name? Baccarat. No, not Cardoon. Baccarat. Um, Katie Sackhoff's character. What's her name? Starbuck? Um, yeah. Bo-Katan. Uh, what's her name? Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan. Anyway, Baccarat. meets up with Baccarat. <laughs> you I don't Baccarat? Know. That's yeah. probably a racist a- term. Let's see Baccarat. It's not. It's a game. Baccarat's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's a game. It's one where you throw the balls and try to knock the opponent's ball out of the uh, out of the hole. I think it's a domino game. Oh, it is. You're thinking cornhole. I'm thinking what? You're thinking cornhole. No, I'm not thinking cornhole. That's with beanbags. Oh. Anyway, we're getting derailed here. Anyway, so getting to the to the finale, there's some great stuff. There's a few missteps. The the one misstep. Um, in in um, in the entire Mandalorian series, and this is even something that you can talk about because because it really bugs you a lot. Um, but but give us your take on the dark troopers. We already at the dark troopers. I thought you were like recapping episode by episode. No, I don't think I remember enough episode by episode. I told you it's broad strokes. I wonder. Why, okay, no. So are we talking about the last episode right now? 
I just threw it to you to tell me about the Dark Troopers, man. Yes. Well, okay. So, <laughs> you're, I, don't, I just don't know where you're going, but I'll pick it up. I'm going to pick up this ball, and I'm going to run towards the finish line as fast <laughs> as I can to get there. Um, you know, as we talk about The Mandalorian and the show that it is, because it is a really cool show. Um, they're just... See, how do, how do I... Ch- I'm going to I'm going to do this and I'll just I'll just say it that I think has it been 10 minutes since the time you said that we need to postpone our uh, spoiler warning I think it's been a long time. So so if you're back and and we're still talking about Mandalorian so so don't fast don't. forward for another 30 minutes and then you can come back. Maybe hopefully it's not that long. Um but no, Steve's kind of stopped here, so he must not remember the show. I don't think he's watched it. No, so, I, will, I will tell you. Okay, since you wanted to talk about the the Dark Troopers, because I think that's like one of the big missteps of the Mandalorian of the series. Like in the episode where Gorgu gets taken, spoiler, he gets taken. That was like three weeks ago. I, You know, it, when we talk about spoilers, like I'm not one that like, I don't care if I hear spoilers. Um, I'll avoid them as much as I can, but if like something gets spoiled, like it doesn't bug me too bad. I'm not one of those people that will purposefully spoil people in a malicious way, but I'm also like, eh, spoilers, like whatever. It's all about the journey of like seeing something, knowing the ending won't change that much for me unless it's something like, um, the sixth sense, but still you have to experience that. Anyway, dark troopers are not cool at all. It's like one of the things in movies where it's like, oh, you have to have this unstoppable force that is supposed to have this impending danger that, oh, what are our characters going to do? But when you have something like the dark troopers that just kind of slowly stomp their way towards doors, it's not really menacing. It's just very like, oh, this is what you're doing again. One of the things that I didn't like, uh, you know, about droids and you know, in the first trilogy, we have the we have the droid army that is just kind of very similar, except they're stupid droids because they're like Roger, Roger, you know, and they just kind of slowly march their way towards the field and they die and they shoot things. And this was very like a callback to, hey, there's these droids that are super powerful and you'll believe that they're super powerful because a character said that they were on screen and therefore you must believe it. So it's just kind of one of those, plus they look like bionicles and they're not very cool looking. They're supposed to have like this throwback or this ominous look like they're supposed to be like pulling from Darth Vader and they're just kind of like a lame villain to have in there when you have Moff Gideon that could have been your villain, but you needed something else that like, oh no, what is one thing that only a Jedi could come and take out? It's like, oh, I guess it has to be this, but I mean defeated without defeating the actual character right right but i mean there was a dark saber in that room that could have been used to defeat them so like i don't know i don't know if you needed like um you know one of the only jedis alive to come in and save everyone from just a bunch of these droids that are like how how long are these things powered for right like how much energy do they have it took them forever to power them up so like are they do they have like a Duracell battery where these things keep going? I don't know. Other other than that, I really like the Mandalorian season finale. I think it really opens up like for next year when we get Mandalorian, we get to see like the retaking of Mandalore, because that's probably where the story is going now, now that um Dinjarin has the Darksaber. It'll be interesting to see what Bo Katan does with that. I mean, she did look like she would would not hesitate to like strike him down to get what she wanted. Then it was weird that she was like, no, I can't because I did a little bit of research on my own because because I had not been caught up to with um, Clone Wars and um, 
um, rebels by that point. So I had to kind of go back and do some history to kind of figure out what Bo-Katan was and why she couldn't take the light, the dark saber and why it had to be like one in combat kind of thing. And I found an interesting thread that, that it's been handed down before. Um, and so why wasn't it taken now? And so a, there's a pretty good group of people out there who are kind of scratching their head about why she wasn't like, okay, I'll, I'll for sure take this. Because again, um, Din Djarin is doing the whole Jon Snow thing where he's like, well, I don't want it. You know, he's like, you have it, you take it here, here it is. And, and so it'll be interesting to see it interesting to see where they go. So what, probably the biggest spoiler that we can offer is, is there was a Jedi who comes and saves the day. And I don't know if you want to give that away, Steve. I don't know if that's something that you care about keeping, um, Close. I think I think everyone that's interested in the Mandalorian has like watched the show. I mean, it's probably one of the most talked about shows that there is. So I don't know how many people like have not seen it. So you know, so more more spoilers for. Yeah, one of the coolest things that that I noticed being a very maybe not so just being a casual fan. I'm definitely not like Wade. He knows he knows Star Wars in and out, right? So so just being a casual fan. Um, when when Luke shows up and destroys the uh, the dark troopers, very much how when um, his dad shows up. Spoiler alert: uh, Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's dad. Um, when he shows up to get the Death Star plans on the uh, on the blockade runner, you know, very much like that. Just the stark contrast in in kind of the setting and the and the uh, the way that is done. I thought it was super cool. One of my that was one of my favorite parts. So now that that Groku is with um, you did it again. <laughs> what I say? You call them Groku. You put them in Super Saiyan level two again. Yeah. So so now that now that the child. Yeah. Now that with, the child is Super Saiyan two, and he has some Zenzu beans. I don't, know if, I don't know if we'll see him again. Do you think that he'll be a part of season three, or has that kind of has that kind of ended for? for Grogu and and Luke. Do you think we'll see them again in, in season three? So I think we'll probably get flashbacks um, from Din's perspective of his time with Gorgu, but I don't think we'll be going back to the child this season at all. I don't think there's a need to. Din fulfilled his mission. Like his mission was to get him somewhere safe or to get him to his people, and he completed that. To keep pulling on that thread, I think would just kind of be like lazy story right writing in my opinion like gorgu's like we don't know exactly what happens to him there's like been no information on like i mean we know that luke starts a school he trains um ben solo and a dozen others we don't know if that was after gorgu's time i'd have to imagine that train like someone like luke training gorgu who is still very young as far as their race cons is concerned um I don't know what he would do with that. Like, yeah. I mean, we're 12 years off. Let's see. So this is five years after Return of the Jedi. So Luke Skywalker is kind of like at his peak as, you know, the legend Luke Skywalker that he is and probably starting a school. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens, like where or what is done with Gorgu, but I don't think we're going to go back to see any of that. I think this was like, hey, it's Luke Skywalker. This is really the only Jedi that anyone trusts to hand off the child to because everyone knows him. I mean, the people that were even in that room, 
the other people from Mandalore, like no one even questioned that, oh, we're, you're going to give them to him? Like, I mean, it was just, yeah. who else are you going to give them to, right? Um, There's a couple other Jedis that were alive at the time, and, you know, with um, Ahsoka being one of them that she already met. Yeah, so I don't, I don't, I don't think we revisit Gorgu's in season three at all. I think season three is all about the retaking of Mandalore and figuring out what is going on there. Um, because right now that's Moff, kind of the... see Moff Gideon again? Um, we probably will. We'll probably see Moff Gideon. Like, we'll probably reference Thrawn again and maybe get more of, like, Thrawn and how he ties into it. But, yeah, I think we're definitely going to Mandalore, which is fine. Like, I think if they had a whole nether like if if we never got gorgu to where he was supposed to be i think we would all kind of be like come on where's this going now like how many stops do we have to make but it was just kind of like nope they finished the quest the quest is done and now start act two of your video game the mandalorian so pretty cool um and then with that we've got we've got all the spin-offs coming cara dune getting her spin-off um boba fett getting his cara dune's getting a spin-off are you sure? Uh, that's what I understand. How, like, uh, you must tell me. You must tell me more. How do you, what do you, what do you know that I don't know? Um, I, I guess I know that she's getting a spinoff. What is, or that there's talk for getting a spinoff? In what series, though? Mostly, do what? In what series? It's, so my understanding was it's a new series, um, um, where she is, where she is very much focused on her role as the marshal, and and dealing with that kind of side of things, kind of like. Um, oh, do you think you that's said, the uh, Rangers of the New Republic? Hmm. I thought that was more of like the uh, guys flying around in spaceships. Well, I, I think I think it's that too, but I think she has she has a role in that. Hmm. They're one and the same. Um, both ways so i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure that, that that's what it is i could be wrong that would possible. be no that would be weird to me if she got her own spinoff also because she's been such a big part in the mandalorian series like why would you like split that up when she can just yeah, be no, in that doesn't mean there won't be tie-in because i could because i could definitely see her in her own series but then cameos even back and forth right Din Jaren being in her show and and her being in his. Hmm. Seems like Yeah. I hope not because that would just be too much, I think. Too much? Too much Star Wars? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that those are those are my those are my takes. That's probably the big thing. Probably one of the biggest things coming this upcoming year is is looking forward to that. Um yeah. That's a great way to end a sentence, by the way. Just to like just end it. Um it's a great another great writing tool. If you need more, I'm holding a master class in writing. Um you've actually had the first three lessons, so there's that. When did lesson one start and stop? That's how I know you weren't paying attention. Hmm. So WandaVision will be coming out in January, Falcon Winter Soldier in March, Loki in May, so 
looking forward to a lot of TV stuff, a lot of video game stuff. I guess we'll just kind of have to wait and see what comes out and what we get excited about. I know Outriders will be releasing pretty soon. People are excited about that. I'm excited to play Hitman 3. So, And I eventually, hopefully, I'll be able to play Final Fantasy VII Remake on PC sometime in the middle of the year because that one-year um, exclusivity should be up, hopefully. So... A lot of games coming out, a lot of videos, a lot of stuff to consume. Hopefully we figure out like, I know, I, I feel like I I really enjoy like getting really deep into certain video games and being able to talk about them on the podcast, but I haven't really found one where I really want to like focus in on and like spend all my time. Like after Anthem and Godfall and like doing all that stuff, I'm kind of like, Maybe I should just play games and not talk about them anymore so I can just like play them and enjoy them because it's tough to want to have to play everything and then to so you're able to talk about everything. So I don't know. I'm not sure, Mike. There's I mean, one of the things that we've always talked about is is balance, right? And making sure that there's a balance in everything. And so if if you do play everything in order to talk about everything then you have no other life, right? There's no work, there's no sleep, there's no family time, because that takes a lot of time. That takes a lot of time, and that has a lot to do with with delivering something quality and and making sure that it's um, coherent and doing the best for people who come to listen to us. So it's, it's um, a lot of, I don't know if it's pressure, but it's a lot of um, responsibility, and it's something that, that is not taken lightly, so... All right. I think that's it for now. We will hopefully have a lot more news next week and we'll come back with it. I'll be back at work. You'll be back at work. And then we can talk about more video games and more stuff that's going on in the world. And we can do it that way. So until next time, this has been episode 153 of the Freelance Codex Podcast. We'll see you all later. Stay safe. Be kind. Do all those fun things. (laughs) Yeah, right. This is boring. Time for boss to get some sleep. You'll be the one surprised tomorrow, outcast. Not me. Oh, are you going to shut your mouth? Because that would be a surprise. Thank you for listening to the Freelancer Codex, a podcast brought to you by the Shut Up and Respawn Network. Follow us at Freelancer Codex on Twitter or Twitch. Send emails to freelancercodex at gmail.com or voice messages to anchor.fm slash freelancercodex slash message. We wish to thank all of our Patreons. We are grateful for you all. Stream is ended, so is the recording.